The Coaching You Podcast is presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. Welcome to another Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and presented by our friends at Huddle and Huddle Assist. And I think today you're really going to enjoy what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick time out and come back, and we're going to cover three different topics today, and I think you'll find it exciting. We'll be back after this quick time out. Prepare like the pros with the new Fast Draw. Fast Draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With FastDraw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. Wow, what a weekend we had, uh, you know, in our first two rounds of NCAA tournament play. And, you know, when I tried to reflect on it, all the upsets and how everyone in the world did not have a perfect, no one had a perfect, you know, bracket and uh, you know and I said why why is this happening how can we all be so off and I think there's a lot of factors that enter into it let's talk about a couple of them number one everyone says oh you know we got to have a bubble just like the NBA did it's one of those things that sounds like a really neat thing to do unless you lived in the bubble and all of a sudden if you're a person that's very social and uh, you know and you're used to being able to visit with family friends you know, and stuff like that, it's cool. But you know what? You're isolated. You are totally isolated. The only family and friends you have are those players on your team and those coaches and staff with you. You don't have any outsiders. Your parents, if they come to the game, they can't even see you personally, which is unheard of for, you know, a kid that's played his whole career and now all of a sudden he gets to this and he can't even have his folks visit with him after the game, before the game. So it really makes it difficult. And I think the longer that you're in it, the harder it gets, not the easier. So I think that's going to be, the staying power of teams will be absolutely amazing. And it happened in the NBA bubble. At one point, how bad do you want to keep playing or are you going to surrender? Remember, many of these teams had to come a week in advance to come into the bubble before they played on a Saturday. So I think what we're having now is we have these teams, only two teams to my knowledge, um, and actually only one, Virginia, was the only team that did not have to be there a week in advance. Everyone else had to arrive basically on Sunday, Monday at the very, very latest, if you were playing, you know, <clears throat> on Saturday. And so what we have is we have these teams that, you know, came there, they practiced, they have to, some of them still have to do their schoolwork. So they have study hall, which is, again, nothing like a socially distant study hall, you know, where you're having to do your, or do a Zoom class because, you know, you're going to be there possibly if you're a really good team for a month. So it's not like, you know, don't worry about school. You're only away for three days. No, you're in school. 
and now you're on Zoom. Or you have most of these teams, excuse me, would have someone, that, an academic counselor or two travel with the team to help the kids. So it's a very, very difficult thing. All your meals in the beginning, they're delivered to your room. <laughs> then the fun part, nothing like taking a little swab test every day to make you feel good to wake up. <clears throat> so some people would have to take a test in the morning. Then some would even have to take one later in the, after the game. So, you know, possibly in the day of the game, you are taking two. And they're right on top of things. And so, you know, for recreation, any free time you get, you know, most of the coaches really don't want kids sitting in a room playing video games, you know, because you can't play video games with your teammates. You know, they have to have a mask on. And, you know, so it's really a difficult thing. They go out and they exercise outdoors. But Indianapolis is not Florida, so it's not like they're in great, great weather that they can do it. So it's really a difficult time. Uh, but the bubble, I think, is really something that's, I think, has really caused upsets already. <clears throat> really feel bad for the coaches and the players at Virginia Commonwealth who were forced by their league to play. Everyone praised the A-10 for starting their tournament early. The only thing they forgot was to play the finals. They played the finals the last Sunday, Selection Sunday, at an independent site, Dayton. The referee, who was has been tested positive that caused the other five refs to uh, bow out because they were with him at dinner, um, he did the finals of the A-10 game. <laughs> so he did the game. He drove to Indianapolis. The VCU team was refereed by this guy. They bust then after the game to Indy. And therefore, several of their players, you know, contracted it. And then they had enough players to play. And unfortunately, the rules of the tournament were kind of changed on them. They said originally, if you have five players that can play, you can play. Now, all of a sudden, the Marion County Health Department said, no, it's too much of a risk now for the team that you're going to play, Oregon, that they could get it. So I think they probably handled it properly. But what a horrible thing to have these kids and coaches go through. Feel terrible for them. Let's talk about some of these upsets. How could there be upsets? Well, the Virginia game, I think, is pretty easy. Ohio, U played great. But Virginia had, you know, everyone says, well, they were only off for a week. It, it doesn't work like that. When you're off for a week in the middle of the season, everything goes to hell. I mean, and and, and it wasn't like they, the guys that weren't tested positive, you know, they could come and, you know, the ones that received negative tests, they could go and practice. They couldn't. Everyone was quarantined. Coaches, players, so they're going over scouting reports and things on Zoom. And only the Friday before the game, in the morning before they flew, did they ever get on the floor in Charlottesville. They get on the floor for an hour because your players have no legs. And, you know, and and I, ironically, then they, got, they had to test positive before they could get on the floor in Indianapolis. They got on the floor to t do a walkthrough. And then I believe they had to go to Bloomington to play. And the, and the thing that was so rough there is they played pretty good. And then the second half, they had no legs. They couldn't make a shot. So, But as always, Tony Bennett, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever, to, I think, coach in college, handled it like the class gentleman he is. No excuses, no anything. Just felt bad for his kids. That's That's Tony Bennett, you know one of the great gentlemen in our game, one of the great teachers in our game, and one of the great coaches in our game. Uh, 
Abilene Christian over Texas. My goodness gracious. I mean, what a, what an upset that was. Abilene Christian's a terrific team. Played so hard, so physical. Oregon State over Tennessee, I thought, was, again, Oregon State on a roll. Tremendous upset. Tennessee, in the beginning of the season, was one of the best teams in the country. And then Oregon State went and beat Oklahoma State, who is a team that, frankly, was capable of being a Final Four team. So they they went and beat, I believe, you know, you know, two terrific teams. Uh, so just just a fabulous job by them, uh, you know. And then you know the Loyola over Illinois. I mean, just absolutely incredible. We'll talk about Porter Moser later, but uh, I hate to say it like this, but that was a clinic. That was an absolute coaching clinic uh, to observe. And uh, you know, you watch that; they never trailed in the game. Think about that. <laughs> Number one seed, some people thought could beat everyone, lost to Loyola, uh, and just a fabulous job. And then Oral Roberts beating Ohio State. Ohio State, to offer up an excuse for them, you know, they. I think the thing that was so difficult is they played a monstrous Big Ten final game with Illinois, an overtime game, and then a week later they got to play against ORU, who was just terrific. Uh, we'll talk about Paul Mills later on and his team right now is one of the true darlings. I think other surprises, things that have really amazed me, the Pac-12, boy, they've been fabulous. You know, much maligned for years in football and basketball, but, man, they are undefeated in this tournament, and every team that they have here is playing great. Uh, and and i tell you what, it's really been great for their comp- conference. And uh, the Big Ten, the far, some people were saying Big Ten is the greatest there any conference has ever been beforehand, uh, a huge collapse, a huge collapse by them. And, uh, you know, someone that I think had nine teams in, uh, you know, are only down to Michigan. Amazing. And then, you know, so I think this is making it exciting. This is March Madness at its best. But we're going to come back after a quick timeout, and we're going to break down what we feel are some really great coaches that you should study now in the offseason. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's H-U-D-L dot com slash assist to learn more. MindView is an amazing, amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform. They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone, the things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. 
but MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your player's mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView. Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO, Cleet McQuinn. His email is cmcquinn at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com. Back with the coach, and I'll tell you what, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, when you're going into this tournament, people are saying, I don't like the field, I don't like all these teams. Let me tell you something. You know, and then when the upsets happen, they say, oh, it's a terrible tournament. I heard that over the weekend. This is a terrible tournament. Let me tell you something. I think it's one of the best tournaments because when you have a one-and-done, this is not the NBA playoffs where you have first team to win four games, seven-game series. One team has to, I don't have to be better than you ten times. I just got to be better than you that night, that afternoon. Just one time I have to be better than you. And that's what makes March Madness so great. So I think one of the things that, you know, was a real impact on these coaches when the pandemic hit, March 11th, teams were in. The, some teams were in the conference, their conference tournaments, and I think you know everything just happened. And within two weeks, all of a sudden, different coaches across the country were doing Zoom calls, offering free, you know, you know, clinics basically online, and it was really neat. You know, I, you know, coaching you, we we kind of led the country in participating in so many of them. You know, because we saw our coaches around the country and, frankly, around the world having an incredible, intentional way of learning. They wanted to, for the first time, many coaches were able to learn in the off season, And we think that's what happened. We had so many coaches be able to study their craft, get better, take in new ideas, share with other coaches things that they did, and at the same time, they were pulling out ideas. And for head coaches... I think this was almost a novel experience. Some coaches go to clinics and they give stuff. They don't. Many college coaches don't share their best. They give you something, okay? But the pro coaches are the ones that always share because they know it's not their X's and O's that are the, the great the thing that's so important. It's the players they have. Uh, but now what happened is we really got to share, and I think what happened is that our coaches really got better. I think it had a huge impact on what we're doing. I see teams defensively doing things that only the NBA was doing. And I get, I credit them to learning in the offseason. I see coaches running different sets with more movement to combat pack line. I, you know, And I think, you know what, that is what this is all about. You take something that's really bad and you turn it into something good. The other thing that is that I'm looking at right now is – this is the unfortunate time in our profession where college coaches lose their jobs, college coaches get new jobs. Changes families, changes the coach that lost his job, changes the four or five or six assistants that are there that lost their jobs, and then a new group will come into that school. And so it's a life-changing experience for everyone, but let me share some things that have come to my mind in the last week. For those coaches that are going to be interviewed for a job, 
And now, and that's so many now still, because we are still in an emerging job market. I think there's a couple of things that you got to consider. Number one, uh, I think you need to prepare three to five reasons why that athletic director or that committee needs to hire you. It's really important that you need to be able to sell yourself. This is no time for you to have great humility. But you have to be humble. But now you need to develop what I call one-minute elevator pitch, a three-minute elevator pitch. You have to be able to not go on and ramble for three, five, ten minutes answering one question. you got to be able to give an answer and explain yourself with great clarity in one minute. And those that can communicate with great clarity and are effective in their communication will really sell themselves. Then the other thing I think you need to do is get someone that you trust, someone that you know is a coaching buddy of yours, someone on your staff that you trust, or possibly someone in athletic administration at your school, and practice interviewing. Have that person come at you hard with tough questions so that you can practice. You would never go into playing a game without practice. Don't go into an interview without practicing. It's more important how you'll be able to present yourself verbally in front of a group, whether it's on Zoom or in person, than it will be with a notebook to show them what you have. The notebook, you know, putting together a book was always an effective thing for people that they'd love to interview. But let me say this. There are people that are going to listen to you. You don't want them reading a book while you're there interviewing. You've got to be able to sell yourself right then and there. Okay, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. If you get a job as a head coach, who are you hiring on your staff? Let me give you a little tip. Do not hire your best friends. Do not hire the guy that, you know, you went to school together, you're, when you recruit together on the road, if you're an assistant coach. Hire people that are going give, to give you value, people that fill in your gaps as a coach. If you're a great, great recruiter, make sure you have someone that can really coach on your staff. If you're a tremendous coach, make sure you have people on your staff that can really recruit. But you have to make sure that everyone on your staff can teach and coach on the floor. Everyone on your staff has to be able to connect to your players. That is one of the biggest things right now, is the ability to connect to your players. And also, people that have a sense of put being in what we call, culture was the big word. We're now using the word environment. And, and the environment that you want to create with your new job, your new program, is not the facilities, location, or things like that. That's where people can, it's an environment where people can do their very best work. That's what you want to do. You know, people that can really help lead. You're looking for people on your staff that can flat out lead. So I think these are some things. And the coaching, please, you've got to get people that can coach in practice and know how to prepare and people that can coach in the game. Don't underestimate that. And that's some of the things I want you to think about if you're involved in jobs. And if you're an assistant involved with jobs, number one, where, where you're working right now, that's the place you better be loyal to. If you have an opportunity to go somewhere else and want to talk to someone, go to your head coach first. Don't let it be a surprise that he hears from someone else that you interviewed somewhere because you might 
have to pack your bags the same day. So make sure you keep everyone and treat with great treat them the way you would want to be treated if you were the head coach. Nothing wrong with interviewing for another job if you're doing it with your boss's permission. I really recommend that. And so what we're going to do now is I think it's really important for you to take this opportunity to study people in this tournament. So, you know, at Coaching You, you know, we're always looking to get better and always improve. And Zach and I sit there and we, we'll we talk after a game and we'll say, my goodness, did you see that play? Did you see that? And we, we have, we've got notebooks after every freaking game this week of things that have, that have happened in we make sure we have videos of things so that we can get better because we have this growth mindset for us to improve and to deliver to you, our customers, the best. So that's one of the things. So a couple of the coaches that I think that just based on the first two rounds, these are people that we're studying and doing it, what I call a deep dive on. Uh, and no particular order, okay? Porter Moser, Loyola. Porter Moser is flat out a great coach. Guy can coach at every level. He's running absolutely some of the best things I've ever seen in college. He's runs misdirection. He's got he's got on his out of bounds plays, his underneath out, his man and zone offenses. Guy is absolutely a master. But the thing that you gotta love is that he his man to man defense, it's as good as it gets. I mean, and it's an absolute clinic. And, you know, when I talked to him this week, it was like, this is the way we play every day. This is what they do. They have a, they go in there and they compete every single day in practice. And their staff is so competitive. They, they didn't have to make any adjustments the way they prepare for games. This is what they do every game this year. And I think he's a great guy to study. And when I talk about studying, you know, I think, you know, you you know, we we have partnerships with Huddle and people like that and you know, sports code and you know, but fast model and synergy. These are you know, you get all that and stuff and you take your synergy, you convert it into your sports code, and now you can really make sure and, and look around, there's so many opportunities to see the plays that were actually running the game. Uh, you know, at Fast Model, we put out, you know, 26 pages of plays from the first two rounds. Fabulous stuff. So make sure you study and keep learning because one play can make a difference. You know, I watch coaches in the game. They can't score. Now you can come up with some really neat things. So Porter Moses is one guy I'm studying like crazy. All year long, I've been studying Mark Few from Gonzaga. They have as flowing an offense as I've I've seen in college basketball. And you say, well, you know, he's got three great players. Well, he's got more than that even. But what they do is you can have great players and stand around. They don't. They move. And I and I think you, you can really learn from what he does. But their defense is fabulous because they play an incredible one through five switching man-to-man very aggressively. And when that ball goes in the post, as soon as that ball touches the ground, they're coming and double-teaming it. And I think that's also – so they're always attacking – and when that ball goes through the basket, they're ripping it out and they're going. But really an unselfish team. Mark Few is, a, you know, 32 years at the same school, 22 as a head coach. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, Scott Drew, here's a guy that played the 1-1-3 zone for years. Two years ago, made a decision to go to man-to-man. And right now, he, you know, he might be as good a man-to-man team as anyone in bas- college basketball. He's defensively 
you know, wouldn't want to play against him. Those guards can eat you up. He's got he he's taking his athletes and he's really playing a style to him. And offensively, they really do a great job. Very the best teams are really unselfish. That's what I love about them. So Scotty Drew at Baylor, terrific coach. Andy Enfield, remember him? You know, you know from ten years ago. You know when he was at Florida Gulf Coast. You know Dunk City. My goodness, Andy's going to Hollywood, man, and and out in L.A. He has he has put together some fabulous teams. Has like twenty four guys that have been in the NBA. Uh, really, has done a great job, and he's. What I love about what he's done this year, he's very, very big. One of the biggest front lines in college basketball. But the thing that's so neat about him, he's also stopped playing man-to-man. He's going to a 2-3 zone, and they are long. And so really has done a great job defensively on that and offensively, very unselfish. The Mobley twins, uh, the Mobley brothers are incredible. And so, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. And uh, I think in the infield, uh, it's not Dunk City, but you got to study that zone. Paul Mills at Oral Roberts, uh, you know, he might be the hottest name going right now because these guys play with swagger. They're good. They can shoot. I think they're the best free throw shooting team in the tournament. Uh, and boy, oh boy, that they they play a fun style. You know, and this weekend they got a heck of a matchup. We'll talk about with Arkansas, a team that beat them by like 18 points during the season. Uh, it probably won't be that easy for for the Razorbacks. But and talking about them, you know, the must bus old Eric Musselman, and this guy is just goes in and changes programs. The thing you want to study about Mus, his teams play really hard. They're fat, one of the fastest teams in college basketball, great athletes. But one of the things they do is they defend. Even though they're small, they rebound. His guards really can rebound. But study Eric Musselman, what he does off the court. You know, he's really a great program builder, great promoter. I follow him on Twitter. He's He's amazing. Uh, and, I, you know, just a hell of a coach. And no matter where he goes, you could drop him into any other program in the country. Next year, that team's going to be really promoted, and they're going to play hard, and he's going to get players. You know, they can really recruit. Uh, we we all love Jay Wright, Villanova. He loses his best player, you know, uh, and, you know, to a knee injury. And, you know, they come out, and I thought everyone thought they would be vulnerable their first game, you know, and now – you know, they're in the Sweet 16. Absolutely incredible job. His teams play. They always maximize who they are, and I think that's what you love about him. He's got one star, and they're going to him, boy. And they always play at both ends of the floor. So you got to love Jay Wright and how he plays. He's not always the best talent, but he's always one of the most competitive teams. So it's a good team to study if you don't have great, great players. team that really impressed me this past weekend was Oregon. Dana Altman has been a terrific coach everywhere he's been. And Dana Altman plays, you know, he's been, he, he's really, really can coach in the NCAA tournament. And I think you saw they're very small. You know, sometimes they play with the tallest player on the court is 6'6". But man, can they get up and down? Can they move? And defensively, they're quick. They'll come out and they'll press you. They'll run the ball against you. And they'll, you know, they really spread the floor out, have great, great. And athleticism, like you can't believe. Uh, Dana Altman's always a good guy. And our, I think he might be our oldest coach in the tournament, the great Leonard Hamilton. Uh, the thing about Leonard Hamilton's teams is no team plays harder. 
his team is always huge. They're long. He's got a six-nine point guard, and Scotty Barnes. And one of the things that you'll see about them is they get up and they play you defensively so hard. They'll pick you up at ninety-four feet. And then offense, they run a ball screen continuity that's really good. Great spacing on the court. Leonard Hamilton is an incredible treasure and a great man. And uh, and they're going to have one heck of a game this weekend. Jawan Howard coming from the NBA as a great player and a terrific assistant with the Miami Heat has come in in two short years, has put the Michigan Wolverines right at the top. And that is so cool to see what he's done. Uh, I think you're going to, for all... You know, the old-timers, uh, actually the oldest coach in the tournament is Jim Beheim. And, man, he's, he, guess what? When Jim Beheim started coaching, and now he still plays 2-3 zone. And he's always going to play 2-3 zone. But one thing, Jim recruited well. He got married, and that great woman of his, his great wife, Julie, had a son that is an NBA first-round pick, maybe the best shooter in college basketball. And Buddy Beheim. I think you will see they, you know, Jimmy's teams are better this year offensively than they have because his son makes all those shots. And any kid that can make 70% of his three point shots when open, it's a pretty good shooter. Uh, so I think you're really, I think they have been a surprise as, you know, an 11 seed, you know, going to the sweet 16. A uh, couple of teams I want you to think of study Kelvin Sampson at Houston teams play as hard as anyone he focuses on rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. That is who Kelvin Sampson is. And maybe the team that, you know, I think this guy has just come in to a big-time basketball program at Alabama. Nate Oates has captured, you know, the way he plays. Tough defensively, switching man-to-man, run that ball up at you every time, shoots threes like an NBA team. You know, like like Mike D'Antoni's Houston Rockets. And, man, he comes up and they, they let it fly. So their team went on, can beat anyone in college basketball. So I think that alone is going to make this a terrific, terrific second week. So after this timeout, we're going to come back and I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on who shall survive. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game, training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades? 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class. It can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. 
Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that into Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. Back with the coach for our final segment. This is when, this is report card day, boy. Oh, man. So your uh, illustrious host and uh, resident expert, uh, you know, basketball savant I am, missed 13 in the first round. Uh, I didn't know whether to admit that, but I did. Okay, but I correctly picked 10 of the remaining 16. So that was pretty good. But my Elite 8 is still intact with the exception of Kansas. So 7 of 8 I still have alive. All right. Man, I'll tell you what. It's tough. But I'm going to give you my picks for the Sweet 16. That'll get us down to the Elite 8. So 7 of 8 for my Elite 8 is still intact. So let me go to Sweet 16. We got Baylor Villanova. I'm going with Baylor. Arkansas, you O-R-U, or Roberts, I'm taking the Razorbacks. Loyola, Oregon State. Oregon State is so hot, playing so great. But I'm going with the Ramblers from Loyola and Porter Moser and Q's and Syrac- and uh, Houston. Can I don't know if Kelvin's team can handle that zone, but I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick Houston, okay? And over on the other side, UCLA, Alabama, UCLA has been great three games, but I'm taking the tide. We're going with Alabama, Michigan, Florida State. That's like a prize fight, that game. I'm going with my man, Juwan. I'm going with Michigan. And then Oregon, USC. I'm going with Oregon. Love their athleticism. Two Jesuit schools, Gonzaga and Creighton. I'm going with the Zags. So we're getting down to Zags, Oregon. I'm I'm coming with Gonzaga. And then Michigan, Alabama, I'm going with Bama. Houston, Loyola, I'm going with Loyola. How about that? And Arkansas, Baylor, my heart's in my heart's in Fayetteville. My head's in Baylor. I love Waco. I love those kids, man. They they have and what a what a game that's gonna be. I'm gonna go with Baylor. So we got the final four of Baylor. Oof. Man, this is something else. What a what a final four. Loyola, Gonzaga, and Alabama. So we've got a, 
of you know, a tremendous, tremendous weekend of basketball ahead of us. Make sure they enjoy this. Coach, you know, this is a coaching clinic for you, every one of these games. And again, enjoy them. And we'll come back next week and we'll do a Final Four preview and see how we all did. Until next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Brendan Sir.